All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is episode 45. I'm Corey. Uh, today we do have a special, special guest. His name is Hussein Naki. He is the Senior Vice President of International Development with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he is actually chatting with us today from London. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Really uh, excited to be on. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And, you know, just first and foremost, again, we, we tweeted this out uh, yesterday as well, but, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with our friends, our, our Jags family out there in the UK. And uh, for anybody, you know, from a Jags fan perspective that's looking to, to help those folks out, um, Time actually has an article out there with a, a pretty uh, reputable, you know, making sure it checks out a crowdsourcing campaign by the uh, Manchester Evening News to uh, help donate money to the victims and their families, uh, among others. So we'll be sure to link that up in the podcast description if you guys want to help out um you know I, I know a lot of people have been asking about it so that's that's definitely one way to do it um so to uh to kind of get started um you know hussein i just wanted to kind of you know figure out just a little bit about your background and and sort of what you know brought you to the jaguars yeah no it um like i said it's a pleasure pleasure to be on thanks for thanks for having me and uh you know the jaguars family here in the uk of course extends our deepest condolences to, to everyone affected by the events up in Manchester. That's uh, just a, it's a shocking thing. Um, but, uh, you know, to turn the conversation to a slightly more pedestrian matter of, of, of American football, right. but, um, you know, I, um, so I joined the Jags uh, about five years ago, apparently. I think last week was actually my fifth anniversary uh, with the Jags. Congrats. Uh, I, I came yeah, thank you very much. I, I survived, although I guess I've been been jettisoned across the world, so I'm not quite sure what that says about my performance. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I actually I worked with Mark Lamping, who is, uh, is, is I'm sure most of your listeners know is the team president. Uh, I worked for Mark up at MetLife Stadium uh, in in New York, where the Jets and the Giants play. And uh, Mark was the president and CEO of the operating company that the two teams formed to. Um, to, to build a stadium and then and ultimately operate it. And uh, so I worked for him up there. And then when, when shot uh, hired Mark as the president of the Jags, I came down with Mark to, to Jacksonville uh, with him. So uh, like I said, it's been, been five years and it's been uh, really an amazing, amazing run. I've, I've enjoyed it so much and deeply honored to be associated with an organization like this, with an owner like shot and, and a team president like Mark work. We're all incredibly fortunate to have these visionaries as uh, as our leaders. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you joke about it, but being sent out there, I know, you know, just everything I've read, how important uh, the UK is to the Jaguars. So I'd say you have some pretty serious responsibilities out there, and they must trust, uh, have a lot of trust in you to uh, to get the job done for sure. Um, but with that being said, you know, how would you kind of describe, you know, you know, your official title as Vice President of International Development? You know, how would you describe that role, and uh, what does your day to day look like? Yeah, one of the one of the things I really love about the, the the opportunity over here is there really isn't there isn't a day to day, right? I mean, the this has never been done before in in many respects. Certainly not in the NFL. There's never been uh, a team that has put up uh, sort of a, a permanent presence, um, well, semi permanent at the very least, uh, presence in a in a different part of the world. And you know, this is a pretty interesting opportunity to be able to do something that. That is unique and and uh, you know first in, in of its kind. So there isn't really a playbook in, in a lot of ways, and so we're kind of figuring it out as, as we go along, learning the market, learning the culture. You know, the obviously the English and, and Americans are 
very close cultural cousins, um, and there's always a very, very deep relationship between the two cultures. But the differences that exist are, are material. They're, they're pretty significant. I, I have um, football on in the background here on, on, on TV, and you know the obsession that, that this culture has with football over here is, you know, frankly, a lot like what, what we have with American football back in the states. It's, it is by far and away the dominant sport, and uh, it, it is everywhere. So, you know, trying to get a piece of that mind share is is a challenge. So, you know, our our goal over here in London is is not to unlike the goals in in Jacksonville in many ways, where we're focused on developing local revenue. That, um, you know, as Mark has talked about in his state of the franchise on, you know, for, for five years now, is the importance of, of developing local revenue and the importance of, of London to help support our local revenue growth efforts in, in Jacksonville. And so I'm, I'm focused on building our brand here, building uh, participation in American football, uh, building our, our local revenue, trying to get some commercial partners on board, and uh, develop, you know, basically raising the profile of the Jags and Jacksonville in in London. And uh, like I said, there isn't there isn't really a playbook for it. There's no one's no one's really had to do anything like this before. So in a lot of ways, you make it up as you go along and hope hope you don't uh, make too many mistakes along the way. Right, right. Yeah, I do, and I definitely recommend anybody that that hasn't checked those out on an annual basis, especially if you're interested in sort of the business side of things. Uh, they do a really, really good job with that presentation. Uh, it's basically a PowerPoint that just kind of goes through all the specifics as to you know the the revenues for the team and the challenges and and everything like that. And I know as you know for season ticket holders, especially, it, it's kind of something fun to watch just because you know as a season ticket holder, you really, really feel invested in the in the team, almost like a, a shareholder to a certain degree. Uh, like you have stock in the team. So I, I definitely recommend it. Um, that being said, with the goals, um, you know, what would you say just kind of uh, are the, the like the major short-term goals right now versus the long-term goals that you guys have for the Jaguars in the UK? Yeah, I think the uh, the short-term goals in, in a lot of ways are, are kind of laying the foundation for uh, for a even bigger growth in, in that local revenue. Our, our focus as a franchise as a business side, is growing local revenue. You know, Mark says it all the time. That really is our north star in a lot of ways. And so, you know, what you have to do, at least my hypothesis is, hopefully, I'll prove it right, is grow the game, grow sort of uh, our brand, grow our uh, our profile in a market like this. And when I say market, I mean just beyond London, certainly. I mean the entirety of the UK grow it to a point where uh, commercial partners feel vested, safe, and uh, feel like it's a, an appropriate platform for them to be able to leverage uh, for their own brand and for their own uh, marketing efforts. Uh, uh, so my goal on a day-to-day basis in the short term is to, like I said before, grow participation in the grain, grow our profile um, throughout this region, and then off the base of that, build a commercial business around it. Right, right. And the, the participation in the game piece, um, I did see just in kind of doing a little bit of research on you that, you know, you're involved in a lot of different initiatives, um, some of which uh, I think are called Jaguars Academy, the Coaching Academy, uh, Sevens Club, Jag Tags, or are those just kind of local efforts just to kind of get the fan base more, uh, I don't want to say knowledgeable, but to learn more about the game and sort of uh, entice them to, to learn more to want to attend the Jags games and become a Jags fan? Yeah, so... So it's a it's a very good question because in in a lot of ways obviously we don't have those challenges in the states that, that we do over here because you know people grow up 
playing American football, following American football, watching it. It's it's so much part of the fabric of American society that uh, you don't have the same challenges over here, or rather over there that you do over here. But we have the, the philosophy we've taken is our our overall mantra is going to grow through participation, and that can take a variety of different forms. Um, what what's really important to us is to make sure that there isn't this kind of circus comes to the town mentality where the team comes in, plays a game in September, and then you know just sort of leaves, and then you know there's all this hype coming in, and then then this void is is left. So. What we're trying to do is make American football, to the extent that we can, something in the con- sports conscience here on a 365 basis. So we've developed, as you as you rightly point out, a program called JAGTAG, which is um, a, a school program. It is uh, the modified version of, of American football. It's a touch program that is now in sort of elementary school and elementary school and high school level schools. We By this time next year, we should be in about 70 schools throughout London, about 3,000 kids playing American football every year, or every week, rather. Uh, and that, that, is, that will ultimately serve as the basis for, for the growth of the game. We, you're correct. We do have a, uh, a Jags Academy that we put on. We put it on for the first time last year, but where uh, you know, this year we'll have uh, Tony Baselli, we'll have Mark Brunel, we'll have uh, Tyrone Wheatley, we'll have Keenan McCardell, uh, we'll have a, a real, uh, Marcus Pollard, a really all-star lineup of, of coaches to come and elevate the, the quality of play here. Uh, there are a, a, a ton of American football players here. It's just a level of instruction, as you can imagine, is not quite as high as what you would expect in the state. So we'll, we'll do our part to try to try to improve that by doing a three-day uh, in-residence uh, academy where we're, we're focused on, on the playing side of things. And then on the fourth day, it's a one-day tutorial for, for coaches throughout throughout the UK. Uh, and then we're, we're launching in September now for the second time. We'll have a national seven-on-seven flag football tournament. Uh, we'll send the winners to uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's wow. a 10-person ten person team. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're requiring that four of the uh, four of the players on a 10-person team have either a UK or EU passport such that you know at any one time there has to be somebody from the EU or UK on the pitch or pitch. We call it a pitch over here on the field at all time. Right. I'm, uh, I'm already, already, uh, adopting the, the lexicon, but yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah. So the, the, and then, you know, on for, for those who are not necessarily engaged from a playing perspective for the first time, we'll, we'll launch a set of viewing parties here. So we'll, we'll go to a bar and, and they don't really have sports bars per se over here. Not, not sort of in the way that you guys are, are accustomed to in the state. So, uh, um, you know, we'll, we're going to have, uh, we're, we'll fit out a bar here, put on all the games and have Jags viewing parties and, you know, pay, hopefully have it in a place that has a whole bunch of other things going on. So it's not quite as intimidating as, as you might think in, in terms of, uh, uh, people coming in and watching a game. The American football is so different to any of the sports over here in terms of the length of time, the number of commercials, the stop start not being able to see people's faces, all that kind of stuff is so different to any sport over here. We need to have sort of the least intimidating, quote-unquote, um, way of, of, of adopting the game and figuring out ways to um, to increase increase people's participation in, uh, in it across the board. Yeah. Are there any uh, plans to install uh, giant scoreboards, pools, and cabanas in the stadium there? <laughs> 
Uh, well, if you, uh, if you spend any time in, in the UK, you will understand that uh, outdoor pools would not fly here. <laughs> okay. uh, the weather is uh, the weather. The weather is decidedly not uh, not pool weather. It is probably. I think it's outside today. It was probably seventy five, something like that. Gotcha. And people were literally like wilting. It was shocking. They were talking about just how incredibly hot it was outside. This massive heat wave, and I am like, I am digging life. I've got a polo <laughs> on for the first time in the long time. It's just awesome. Uh, it is. It's quite amusing to um, to, to see the threshold of of, uh, of of heat tolerance over here. Um, but you know, there's there, there's no AC in any of the departments or anything like that because they don't need it over here. So it's not exactly a you know, pool pool kind of weather. Um, yeah, in terms of big screen, yeah, I mean we'll see. It, it, the, we play our games at Wembley, and and it's a it's a phenomenal facility for those who. Of you who uh, have been, you'll, you'll hopefully agree with that. And for those of you who have not, I would highly recommend it. It is uh, a world-class stadium, really, really cool. And uh, you know they have their fair share of, of pretty decent videos, but uh, you know, nothing compared to the bad boys in in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day we'll come up with a way. You know how they've tinkered with the traveling and whatnot for the players to make it most efficient to maybe ship the scoreboards just so they can use them for that week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's right. That's uh, anybody out there that'd who be, wants to get uh, that uh, contracting work uh, to to send some figures to the Jags. Uh, just a heads up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, That's you've right. talked about like some of the challenges in terms of just familiarity with the sport and and sort of you know trying to compete with um, you know soccer or as we call it soccer, but football over there and the popularity sure. that that has. Um, are there any other challenges that you've encountered? Uh, you know, outside of that, and then. Also, you know, what challenges have you guys uh, been able to overcome and sort of hang your hat on? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, education and uh, sort of teaching people the, the, the strategy behind American football is really quite critical over here and something that uh, is, is, as you can imagine, a bit of a barrier. Um, you know, it's not a particularly intuitive sport when you just turn on, turn on TV, right? Like, when you are watching basketball, you're watching soccer, you're watching, you know, any number of sports, you sort of get what's going on, right? I mean, right. You, you understand the the point of the game is to put the ball in the net. Um, there isn't that level of intuition when you're watching American football for the very first time. So, you know, for us, it's it's a matter of education. It's a matter of teaching people that just because they're wearing padding doesn't mean that they're it's a less sort of brutish sport or less aggressive sport than rugby. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, sort of hiding behind their pads. As a matter of fact, in, in a lot of ways, it's, it's a lot tougher sport. Uh, just because they have this, you know, the, this the breaks every three seconds uh, and, and a huddle, it, that's, a, that's a strategic, there's a strategic reason to that. And, you know, it, to, to sort of explain it as a chess match, I think people here do really like cerebral sports. And once they appreciate the fact that football is actually quite a cerebral chess match that's going on, then the adoption is is pretty cool. It's pretty fast, right? So there are about 13 million uh, NFL fans over here, and these are self-identified NFL fans. So you know, it's not it's not a insignificant number of people. There were 10 million people who watched the Jags game last year uh, against uh, against the Colts. I mean, it was uh, it's a pretty pretty decent number of people, and then you know. The games of Wembley and Twickenham sell out in in a very very short amount of time. You're talking about eighty four thousand to seventy five thousand people, depending on the stadium, uh, per game. So, you know, there is definitely interest here. It, it, it's not it's not for for a lack of interest, and not just expats who are 
who are watching these games. It's only about 4% of the people attending the games are expats. So, you know, the, the people over here are knowledgeable, they are uh, passionate, and they, they really love the sport. For us, it's a matter of, of growing that, really, and, and, and spreading the word and making sure that as many people as possible uh, can be uh, brought into the fold and, and appreciate the, the beauty of the game. In terms of sort of short-term short-term wins, I think uh, I think the fact that we've gotten some pretty strong government support is pretty, is pretty cool. I think the fact that the Jags have, are now uh, top ten in popularity in uh, among uh, UK uh, American football fans in in a pretty short amount of time, uh, despite the fact that the, uh, the 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 record has not been what what we want it to be, is is pretty pretty awesome, pretty remarkable. I think the fact that we have, you know, we'll have somewhere around 3,000 kids playing American football every week uh, is is pretty cool, and the fact that we have such passion with our uh, with the with the tournament, the you know the the black football tournament sold out in in about three weeks. Uh, you know, there's quite a lot of interest in our in our academy, and so you know all of these things sort of add up and. You know, in and of itself, on a, in a discrete basis, they they may not seem like they're big wins, but you know, bear in mind that the Jags have only been doing this for about five years. I've been here for about a year and a half now, and uh, you know, it, it it takes time. You're you're introducing a brand new sport. Just look at what look at what soccer's how long it's taken for for soccer to really take hold right. uh, as a as a credible sort of alternative in 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 the States and the population is so much bigger in the States than it is over here uh, that you would think that, you know, you'd get this much, much faster critical mass given the number of people playing American for playing soccer over there. Uh, but you know, these things, like I said, they take time and, and, and patience. And thankfully we have uh, both an owner and a team president that can take the long view on stuff. And, and that's, that's very helpful as somebody who's trying to grow it. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I will say, you know, there's always been like a, a certain, at least I would say more so when, when Mr. Khan first bought the team that there was that little bit of unease about playing, you know, a home game outside of Jacksonville. Um, you know, I yeah. think over the years as they've seen his strategy develop and, and has been successful, of course, with your contribution, obviously. Um, and if, and again, if you, I think if you watch those videos that they put out each year on jaguars.com with, with Mark Lamping, um, you know, you'll, you'll see that him and Mr. Khan have been really clear in terms of the team's objective, in terms of, like you said, increasing revenues and growing the fan base. Um, so I think that unease is kind of, uh, tapered down a little bit. People realize it's part of an overall strategy that's good for the uh, organization and, and the future of the team. But what would you tell uh, Jaguars fans listening, you know, about the importance of this outreach and the initiative? You know, what does it do for the team and what does it do for the city of Jacksonville? Yeah, that's a, it's a very fair question. I, I'm asked that often over here. We all are. I'm not, not trying to make it about me, but um you know, look. I think the I think the thing that people need to understand about Shad and people, I think, unfortunately, in particularly in, with sports fans, and and I'm just as guilty as the next guy because I'm pretty obsessive sports fan myself. I think sports fans tend to have among the shortest memories of, of any group of of any cohort out there. And if you think about the narrative around the Jags when Shad first bought the team. The only thing people would talk about are the tarps and LA. That, that's really all they would talk about. Now, no one talks about that. Right. Every, all, the only thing people talk about are, are the pools and 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 the and the screens. And you know, and rightfully now, you know, Coach Coughlin's contributions and 
let's see uh, let's see what happens in in, in the off season and and now that we have this new infusion of of, of leadership um, or a sort of change in leadership you know that those are the conversations that that a team should be having and it is because of shot's leadership and mark's mark's guidance of that leadership that that we're having these conversations and no one's talking about any of that other stuff so you know in a pretty short amount of time and, and certainly hasn't taken five years that was actually a matter of a couple of years that no one was talking about LA or, or tarps so you know so think about it think about that, that progression for a second you know having said that I think the the thing that we have emphasized about uh, about London and, and the strategy of, of London is that and this is not just uh, this isn't just sort of lip service or, or trying to justify things it, it really has come to fruition that you know our presence in london does make the jags stronger in jacksonville uh, london because of the opportunity uh to, to grow our local revenue here and the exclusivities that the the jaguars have here as a function of our commitment to this market uh means that you know london now represents somewhere around 13 14 percent of our local revenues in jacksonville wow. that is a material wow. amount and that you know that helps with things like being able to structure contracts. It helps in in terms of being able to raise the profile of the city. It helps in terms of being able to to bring jobs back to Jacksonville. It helps in terms of being able to uh, sort of bring notoriety to, to all of North Florida, frankly. And you know, I I mean this. It, I don't mean this in any pejorative sense whatsoever. I mean this merely as a sort of observational at the very least. The about five years ago, it 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 would be sort of, I would think, a rarity in, in, some, in many respects that London and Jacksonville would be uttered in the same sentence or certainly in the same context very often. <laughs> right. That, that certainly wouldn't happen all that often. And, you know, now it is a matter of fact, right? You, you walk around. I was actually, I was just at a market this past weekend uh, wearing a Jags hat. And so two, two random dudes were, who were at like a, a, a Japanese sushi stand, they were starting to talk to me about Jacksonville. Started talking to me about the Jags. The two English guys. They weren't Americans. And you know, one guy sort of little knew a little about Jacksonville. The other guy was knew about uh, certainly knew American football. Was telling his buddy he needs to get red zone. And you know, they were they were sort of messing with each other. But the the point is, these guys, two random guys in London, were discussing Jacksonville, talking about the pools, talking about the uh, the video boards, the whole bit, and. You know, I my guess I, I could be completely wrong, but my guess is that wouldn't have happened five years ago. Right. And you know, certainly not with the frequency that it does now. It, it it may have happened on a one-off basis, but those are the kind of things I would encourage people to think about and encourage people to to have some perspective on because you know, just look outside your window, look at what's happening at the sports complex this weekend. That you know, that screams of a commitment to Jacksonville, and that screams of trying to. Sort of raise the profile of the city and raise the profile of, of downtown Jacksonville. The ambitions that that Shad has expressed and the ambitions that it's not even an expression that he the actual things that he's done and along with the city and along with the fans have have done will be transformative. They've already been transformative. There's the, just a very few things that we've talked about, and you know I, I think that as I as I started when I mentioned when I first started, Shad is, is an incredible visionary and. You know, there's there. Not everybody can come to come to a foreign country with next to no money in his pocket, and and you know, 50 years later, 40 years later, be you know, a billionaire, however many times over he is. That's 
that speaks to a vision and that speaks to a certain commitment to to excellence and you know i think if nothing else shot has has shown and proven that to the fan base and and i i think that like i said before we we should all be incredibly thrilled to have an owner like him right absolutely yeah he's definitely the epitome of the american dream by far and i think it'll come you know definitely if not already but years to come you know the contributions he's making with the you know the stadium the uk connection the amphitheater and then i think they won the the contract for the shipyards project as well so you know his his mark on Jacksonville's, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be amazing. And I think that him and Mark Lamping, especially as well, I, I'd like to give him credit too, especially after watching those presentations, you know, those guys by far are some of the best things that happened at Jacksonville in a really long time. So I know with, uh, with your contributions over there in the UK, you know, myself again, you know, kind of considering it as like a shareholder in the Jaguars and a, and a lifelong Jacksonville resident and, and just, you know, lifelong Jaguars fan, you know, I certainly appreciate, you know, what you've done for the team, what you're doing for the team over there and uh, as well as for the city. So um, any, uh, any final words for, uh, for Jaguar fans, uh, you know, in regards to uh, the UK or, well, we'd lo- we'd we'd love to have you over here, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to spend time and and host you over here. It'd be it'd be awesome to see as many folks from Duval as as we possibly can. And uh, um, you know, I would just uh, I would I would encourage you guys to remain patient, keep the faith. You guys are, are an amazing amazing set of fans. I had uh, the the deep privilege and, and honor of being uh, you know heading up the fan engagement group uh, before I before I came over here and got to know. So many Jags fans uh, in, in my time over there, and uh, you know it was, as I said, it was an absolute distinction uh, or distinct, uh, distinct honor to to have that interaction with those folks, and and um, really have very very fond memories and and uh, enjoy my time there. So would love to love to to pay that forward and host you guys when you're over here. So um, look forward to a great season, and uh, can't wait to see. See what happens come uh, come August when we hit the preseason. See uh, see what Dave and and uh, and Tom and and Doug uh, have up their sleeve. Absolutely, and uh, you know, keep this guy's name in mind, everybody. Google this guy because he was the one, like you just said, part of the fan experience uh, overhaul. And uh, you know, we heard those surveys about number one overall fan experience in the stadium in the NFL. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. You know where we've come from. So uh, Hussein Naki, he is the senior vice president of international development. Uh, thank you again so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.